Emmanuel Sanders came back from Achilles injury and surgery in the late season last year to play in Monday's preseason game. He was quoted after the game saying he felt amazing. And in baseball, we keep an eye on Texas and a couple of sluggers who could be out for a little while. Carlos Correa departed Monday's game for the Astros against the Tigers because of back discomfort. And lefty swing slugger Nomar Mazzara was lifted for Monday's game versus the Angels for the Texas Rangers due to left oblique tightness. Corey Kluber's been shut down for two weeks. Chris Sale for six for the Boston Red Sox. I'm Dan Trapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. Ladies and gents, this is the BFFs. BFFs back with you, Greg Sussman, Eric Young. Your BFFs are here uh, inside Studio 34. EY at home in Nashville, taking part in the CBS Telethon, where the draft has just begun. Eric Young is number two overall pick, so we throw it to EY for the pick. Yeah, I went with Saquon, Saquon Barkley at number two. Nando Fino was number one, and he went with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, this is a full-point PPR Um and and Barkley is is my number one now, and Elliot is my number two. So why uh, why did you make the switch? Just, just we're getting closer and closer to the fact that he's not on the field right now. So that's uh, just a, a, it's just the risk. I believe if Elliot was in camp, he would still be my number one, but he's not. Yeah. So. so just minimizing the risk there. Uh, Nando obviously clearly not afraid of uh, Ezekiel Elliott with Tony Pollard. You heard Ewan just a moment ago say I'll take Malcolm Brown over Tony Pollard. So. EY doesn't even have to make that uh, choice here. He goes with Saquon Barkley, number two overall. That worked out all right. Yeah, worked out great, man. Worked out great. There you go. And then the interesting question, obviously, would be who comes back around. That's what I'm excited uh, to talk to you about. Uh, coming up on today's portion of the Action Hour, I have some betting stuff I want to get into. We'll get into our uh, MLB best bets forever. Um, Danny, do you have any idea who I took last night? The show the chat's going to remind me, but do you have any idea who I took last night? Yeah, you don't know. All right. I thought maybe. I, I thought maybe. I thought I. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember who I. No, this is very. This is very bad. This is usually a Frank job, right? He this is a, see, that's the thing. So Frank's not here. I get all. I get all screwed up because Frank's not around. And now I don't. Now I don't remember who I. Talk. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back through the scores. Ey, what did you think? By the way, as I look for this, what did you think of Baker Mayfield's comment on Daniel Jones? I didn't see it, actually. Oh, so Baker Mayfield was doing an interview with GQ, and he's just like, it's a joke that they took Daniel Jones, the Giants took Daniel Jones. Why would they do that? Uh, I feel like a lot of people have thought that. But it's um, Baker Mayfield saying it. Baker Mayfield, he just doesn't seem to care. I mean, the truth is, is this is probably on the border of too much, but I want my quarterback to have that. I mean, he has a swagger. He has a believability in himself. And and, and I want that to be a, a quarterback and lead men. Some of them are, you know, that, that are five, 10 years older than you to step in from college at that age and, and take control of that locker room. Like he has, you've got to believe. And man, man, he believes it's obvious. 
I found it, by the way, Danny. Yeah, he does believe. No question about that. I found it. I think the Nats last night, they won 13-0. No big deal. Danny, there you go. I don't, I don't need Frank for that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they won 13-0. The guy that I picked uh, to do well was Joe Ross, who uh, got hit by a comebacker and then left the game. So, that, that wasn't so good. But everything else, all good, man. All, all good. So, yes. Anyway, Baker Mayfield calling out Daniel Jones. We spoke about it hour number one. Just wild. That doesn't mean anything, as I said before. I just thought it was crazy that you had a quarterback calling another quarterback that really just has nothing to do with him. Would you draft, Eric, in this draft you're doing right now, knowing what you know, knowing what you don't know, would you draft Antonio Brown? Man, I th- at this point, I, I just don't think I can. I, he's got all the talent in the world. He might be the best wide receiver um, in the NFL. What, and If not, he's definitely for sure in, in the top five. He can do everything. Um, but, I mean, he, what, a, what a wreck. Just what an absolute wreck. It's so weird, man. It's, you know, I read this and people talked about it yesterday and I didn't talk to you, so I'll bring it up now. But Andrew Brandt said that, or and pointed this out, that for arguably the best wide receiver in the league, the Pittsburgh Steelers ate $21 million in dead cap money, took two middle round picks and gave this dude away. That's got to say something, right? As a telltale sign, you can only, you know, you can't believe what they say because it's all, a lot of it is lip service and politics. You can only believe what they do. You're right. And what they did is is let go basically one of the best players in the NFL for next to nothing. Yeah, absolutely right. Next to nothing. The best wide receiver in the NFL traded away. The latest, as I told you before, when it comes to Andrew Luck, uh, was he's not practicing this week because they had no further updates. It's a combination, quote, of full speed movement and pain threshold, whatever that means. Hope certainly going down they just start week one, which is crazy just how much of BSers the Indianapolis Colts are. It's ridiculous. It, it, it's crazy. I don't understand. I mean, I don't know how this benefits you. I mean, the truth is, is if I'm a diehard fan of the Indianapolis Colts, I, I feel like I'm being lied to again. You know, I, exactly. This is the same exact thing as two years ago. You don't have to say, you don't have to say, but they're saying, oh no, he's going to be fine. They were saying that in like the week two or three, two years ago when he didn't play a single down in the NFL, they were telling us he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yep. Yep. We're not saying fine as in, he's not going to die. We're saying is, is this guy going to play football? And yep. right now he's not a football player. He's not taking part in practice. I don't think it's as serious as two years ago, but the truth is, is even if he does suit up week one, he's going to be hobbled. Totally. Totally. Andrew Luck is not a football player and hasn't been a football player for months. It's not like he just got hurt. He's been practicing. This dude hasn't played football in months. This, this is why I keep saying he's not a football player. Everyone's like, oh, it's a new, it's not, it's a different injury. It's, he, he didn't take part in any activities in the offseason. Months and months and months. This has been stop, stopping him. If you believe that the franchise player for the Indianapolis Colt is being held out of every single team activity because there's a calf strain, you're insane. It's, it's ridiculous. Calf strain. It was, the dude probably like broke his leg. He's probably He's recovering a broken, broken leg. leg. At this point, we can't believe anything they say. I mean, uh, they're the least, I mean, in my opinion right now, the least trustworthy team in the NFL. It, you, I won't believe he's playing until I see him on the field. Yeah, 
I totally agree with that. Until I physically see him playing on the field. And you know he won't practice this week. If he's not practicing next week, he ain't playing. He ain't not right. playing. He not, yep. None of that makes sense. But whatever. You get the point. Andrew Luck, not a football player. You're once upset, again, I understand. I am. I, once again, uh, you were right about this one the entire time. The entire time. You nailed it. Again. Andrew Luck, again. not a football player. Nope. Crazy, man. Crazy. All right. We'll take a break here. We're going to come back uh, a lot more. We'll get EY's second pick, and uh, we'll keep it going. Stick around. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. BFFs, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The action hour here. Got some water because it's obviously hot in the studio. And Danny, water comes from the tap with ice. It's as cold as it gets, man. I mean, I'm liking the, the water upstairs. It's good. This is like, I'm going to have to go get a refill soon. I mean, this is high quality H2O, as the water boy would tell us. <laughs> EY, how's the draft going, man? It's going good. Pick two and three down. Um, oh, yeah? It didn't play out how I thought. I mean, this is the thing with these, uh, these you know, analysts or experts drafts or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I ended up, uh, I went Saquon Barkley in round one. And don't tell us who you took yet. Don't tell us who you took yet. I want to know who went in that second round where you didn't expect it. Um, I, I was thought that Mike Evans would fall to me, uh, and he did not. Uh, I was hoping that Todd Gurley was going to fall to me, and he did not. Um, I'm not super used to their system. Let me see here. Okay. So it went, uh, I was hoping to get one of the re- receivers, but it went Adams, Julio Jones, Michael right. Thomas, Juju Smisher, Odell Beckham, Tyreek Hill. That was the end of round one. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Johnson didn't go. Uh, David Johnson didn't go to the second round. That is what really I surprised. That is really what I found. Me. And Perry inside our YouTube chat. I mean, he asked and he asked the right question. David Johnson is falling in drafts. I saw it over the weekend, and now you've seen it in your draft. David Johnson is falling. Why yeah. is that? I have no no idea. I mean, he was like a top. I believe he finished in the top ten last year in what was possibly one of the worst NFL team. Look, they didn't do a lot to improve the offensive line, but you know what they did do is they got a quarterback that can run like the wind. That improves the offensive line automatically. You have to respect Kyler Murray's wheels. The the, the system is going to be t- completely different. David Johnson is not going to see eight man boxes very much or at or ever. And this guy's going to catch the ball and run all over the place. I believe in David Johnson. I wish he would have. I mean, there's no way I'm going to get him if I if I'm drafting second. But um, he's never going to make it all the way back to me. But man, I wish he would have. Yeah, David Johnson is, is is obviously falling. Whether it's the preseason, whether it's not in, reading Michael Salfino's article on the Athletic. The more that you've looked at David Johnson, he is falling hard at the moment. Something to be aware of as you get deeper into draft season. All right, continue on with uh, your second round, man. 
Yeah, second round I went uh, – so with the second to last pick in the second round, I went carry on Johnson. Um, and and I reason I went with them is I wanted to have two big-time running backs. Um, I believe there's a lot more depth at the wide receiver position, and I'll be able to get them later on. Um, and I was hoping that Mike Evans would fall, but he went off the board next, and then I kind of had a scramble. And I actually ended up picking Damian Williams in the third round. I like Damian Williams, man, in the third round. I think that's great. Me too. I, I, I really do. Uh, I'm actively going to go after yeah. Carlos Hyde and okay. uh, Thompson and Both try to get all three of them. Okay. So I'm covered. But what about, is there another Williams you got to get too? Is there like a third one? There is a third Williams. I, I don't, I mean, I don't, I haven't heard much. I, I, I believe it'll be Darwin Thompson will, okay. will be the one that will, will take over there midway through if Damian sure. Williams goes down. But I think this is Damian Williams job to lose. He looked awesome last year and he hasn't proven that he can't do it, is my point. Yeah, that's true. Damien Williams is going to get every opportunity from everything I have read as well. And that's why I like him. He was somebody else that fell uh, in our um, expert league draft over the weekend. He went at 3-9 all the way down to the ninth pick. We were, I was licking my chops to get him at 10. Uh, ultimately, it didn't happen. We went with Devontae Freeman. But Damien Williams, man, another guy that... Some people, some of these experts, quote unquote, they're off of it. I don't, I don't necessarily get why. I really don't. I, mean, I get why that's not true, but they're wrong. How about that? Yeah, I, I, I don't see why you would be uh, off them like that. But uh, I mean, that's uh, more power to us, I suppose. More power, more power to us, uh, indeed. All right, where are you right now in the draft, man? Uh, we are round four, pick seven. It's you're coming um, up. What do we think? What are we thinking? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I want to go wide receiver. So right now I'm looking at, I mean, man, receivers are flying off the board and now I'm, I'm kind of wishing I would have taken one earlier. So, uh, it's looking like Mike, uh, Godwin Lockett, Cooper cup. You love those guys though. I do like, I like all three. Yeah. I like all so three. Hopefully I think you can get I can, two out of three. Yeah. That's, that's the hope. All right. So Godwin, uh, here in the fourth round, I think that makes that makes sense. I think if, you, if he comes back to you right in the fourth round, that makes a lot of sense. I pulled up our draft here. Uh, Chris Godwin went uh, Godwin the last pick of the third first the last pick of the third round in my draft. So to get Godwin all the way at four eleven would be good. Yeah, yeah, I I believe so. I, I really like that. So all right, hopefully, uh, hopefully it works out. How's uh, how's Jake's team? You know, I, it's happening so fast that I'm having troubles <laughs> following it. To be honest, it's it's it's. I mean, it is this. I mean, guys know they know their stuff, right? So so it happens quick, especially these these first rounds. Um, there's not a lot of difference in between who wants who where. So um, yeah, it's going fast. So I'm, I'm next pick. All right, so you're all, I'll, as you pick that, let me ask you this, only because I got a question directed for you. Would EY have picked Zeke second if Saquon went first? He is your second ranked player right now today. Would you have done it? Yeah, I believe I would have. Yeah, okay. I believe I thought of maybe McCaffrey because it's a it's a full point PVR. per reception yep. in this league. But Zeke Zeke catches the ball too. He's proven he can do it. Sure. Um. So yeah, I think I probably still would have taken Elliott there. Okay. And at what point would Ey look elsewhere? Are you riding dying with with Zeke at this point? Uh. I think after uh, next week, around this time next week, okay. if, if there's still no rumblings of something happening, then I probably make my move. So, yeah, that's that's what I would do. So, uh, yeah, I got bad bad news. Because Godwin got taken, uh, huh? Yes. Just yeah, now? Godwin got taken. Sniped? So, now it's, do I take Cup or do I take Lockett? Who do you have higher? I think I'm going to have, 
I uh, I think I'm going to take Lockett. Did Woods and Cooks both go? Um, let's see here. This is exciting radio, I'm sure. I'm interested, man. I think our chat's uh, yeah, interested. Yep, yep, I believe so. Yep, right. you're gone too. So what are you going to do? I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. There's Tyler Lockett. All right, draft Tyler Lockett here. One of your guys, hopefully you get Cooper, Cooper Cup on the way back. Hopefully he's not a Nando DeFino guy. And he is not. Nando went with uh, the the technique of O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram. The really? The tight end strategy. The he's, dual tight he's end the, strategy. I'll tell you right now, he's the weirdest guy to draft with. <laughs> he's the weirdest guy to hang out with, too, so it makes sense. One of the best guys to hang out with. He's one of my favorite people that I've met through the, the sure. fantasy world. Yeah, one of the one of the best guys ever. But man, he will do some wacky stuff. And there, there it is, OJ Howard and Evan Ingram. A lot of these guys, and 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 I know Nando in a CBS draft wants to do it because it's with Azer and with all his old buddies. Uh, so yep. he's so he's gonna go off the wall. And I know he's gonna talk about this on the Athletic, uh, but it's really really funny stuff. Um, what Nando is doing uh, in this draft. You get cut. You get lockets. So you feel good. You're feeling pretty good after five rounds. Yeah, yeah. So I got him, and then I then I went and got uh, Cooper Cup. So I mean, decent. Um, I was kind of hoping for for a, maybe a bigger name receiver, but I'll I'll just stockpile over the next few rounds a bunch of receivers. Um, you know, guys will wait forever in quarterback in this league. Some guys won't take a quarterback to the very end. So I'm going to hold out on that as long as I can. Uh, I'm going to try to get one of the tight ends that's left. Um, that that's uh that's always easier said you, than done, especially well, when you're drafting throw this with these guys. Let me throw this at you. Did you, by accident, because you were so set on Cooper Cup, should you have just taken your boy Hunter Henry there, especially with Howard and Ingram off yeah. the board? There, there, that is possible. Um, so the, like, if I don't get Hunter Henry, I'm I'm going to regret it. Yeah, I'm going to regret it big time. And now looking at it, there's such a huge distance in between <laughs> picks. I'm probably going to miss out on him. But eh, that's the way it goes. Uh, all this, it doesn't matter. It's for a good cause. The CBS, uh, telethon that takes place, uh, not tomorrow, but the following day, six hours of fantasy madness. And it's going to be a blast. You'll be in Fort Lauderdale live for it with the guys, uh, from CBS. It's going to be fun. It's all for a good cause. And all to basically kind of talk about what you were thinking during it. Uh, EY and all the CBS guys, obviously will be a part of that. All right. We're going to come back. EY, you hanging out with us? You got to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to duck. All right, EY is done for the day, so let's move on to some betting stuff. EY's got to focus on his draft. That's how he missed Hunter Henry. It's my fault, so I, I apologize. All right, there Good. we go. See you, See you buddy. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, EY is gone for the next couple of days. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, the Action Hour live. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We're back here on the BFFs. Greg Sussman, Frankie Stample, not here. EY, not here. 
It's just me. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000 in addition to traditional betting. PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Cowboys minus three and they beat the Redskins by seven points, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. You have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Okay, so in front of me once again, thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook, have the odds for the AFC West division winners. We've done this for every division as we get them in. And today, I wanted to kind of go over this because I find it a little bit interesting. Kansas City Chiefs are the heavy favorite to win the AFC West. They are minus 155. Yet only 51% of the bets are coming in on the Chiefs. 48% of the money is coming in on the Chiefs. So it's just about half. Chiefs are the favorite with what they did last year, the AFC title game, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, the whole deal. But they're not the only team people are on here. Maybe it's hard knocks. But 24% of the bets placed have come on the Oakland Raiders. 24% of the bets have come here on the Oakland Raiders. At plus 1,400. I get that the number is fantastic. I get that you watch them and you know a little bit more about them than most teams. Of course, Hard Knocks airs tonight. But a quarter of the bets to win this division on the Raiders? They're very bad. Like, I watch Hard Knocks. I'm like, this team sucks. And you're going to bet on them? Thankfully, it's not a lot of money because only 11% of the handle is on the Raiders here. Only 11% of the handle ultimately on the Raiders. So there you have that with that. With the Chargers, they are the second favorite. They are, excuse me, <clears throat> plus 180. 22% of the bets, so similar to the Raiders, uh, with 32% of the handle coming in on them. So a lot more money coming in on the Chargers. They've had some injury issues as well. Losing Darwin James, uh, Keenan Allen hurt, Melvin Gordon not there. The Chargers going through their normal problems. You heard Gabe Morenci talking about it previously, and Gabe was saying that Chargers are never going to win because they're cursed. So they have no chance of winning. So betting on them is just stupid. Kind of agree. Chargers at 22% of uh, the bets, 32% of the handle. In last, uh, with the number of bets and the handle, it's both the Denver Broncos. People did not like what they saw last night as the Broncos are plus 1,200 with only 4% of the bets coming in on them and 10% of the money. As we can go down to the win totals, the Chiefs over under the season sits at 10 72% of the bets coming in, going over that number. I agree with that. Over the number of 10, 72% of the bets, 81% of the money coming in at over 10. So it sure looks like everybody, or strong majority of everybody, coming in over the number 10. 
Let me go down to the Chargers. Nine and a half. It's really interesting because the odds are minus 134 that they go over nine and a half, and it is under nine and a half at plus 110. Just 29% of the bets have the Chargers coming in at plus 110, but 40% of the money. Some of the smart money here coming in under nine and a half. It is provided by the DraftKings Sportsbook. 40% of the money coming in under nine and a half. I think it's a sneaky under for the Los Angeles Chargers. The Raiders to win total is just six. It's just six. You go over six, you're at plus 105. Under is at minus 125. You knew the number of bets coming in was going to be over, and it is. It's 67%. 67% of the bets coming in at over six, but just 27% of the money. Not dissimilar to what we saw earlier uh, with the odds to win the division, right? 24% were the odds to win, the number of bets percentage-wise coming into the win division with just 11% of the handle. Same thing here. 27% is the handle, while 73% of the money coming in is under the number six. Now, the Broncos win total. Once again, over-under is six and a half. To go over that number, minus 152 as you go over 6.5. Under is plus 125. How about this? 90% of the money coming in as the Broncos going over 6.5. Really, really interesting total there. 90% of the money over 6.5. Just 10% is under 6.5. With the percentage of bets being at 73%, over 6.5, 27% under 6.5. There you have it. Those are all of your AFC West win totals and Super Bowl predictions. Or, I'm sorry, division total predictions. Let's go over to Twitter. Let's find out what's trending right now here on the BFFs as we continue on looking at our trending topics. The biggest trending topic, according to my Twitter, Twitter trends, Carmelo Anthony. Because Royce White blast the Lakers and LeBron because Royce White is saying that Carmelo Anthony being blackballed. Is he really? Royce White says, quote, how is LeBron letting his banana boat buddy wait out there in the wings and they go sign Jared Dudley like Carmelo Anthony? Big problem here. You want to watch Carmelo Anthony play basketball? Chris Paul, banana boat buddy, had a major role with the Rockets, got him a job with the Rockets. Dude did not last a week. Dude did not last a week. The latest on Antonio Brown also trending at the moment here. According to John Gruden, Antonio Brown used a certified helmet today. He's all in. He's ready to go. Feet aren't an issue anymore either. See what happens tomorrow. On As Antonio Brown Turns. During the stretch portion of the program at training camp today. All these Raiders had their helmets in front of them. AB did not wear a helmet. Didn't wear a helmet. Did not have a helmet next to him. According to John Gruden, he wore a helmet. All is fine. He's going with an approved helmet. He's all in. All good. The message has been clear. Great. Like I said, all is good because Hard Knock is airing tonight. After tonight, when tomorrow arrives... There'll be no helmet. You know there's going to be another issue with Antonio Brown. Latest comes from uh, Bill Koch of the... Um, where does Bill Koch work for? Bill Koch works for Providence Journal. This is the latest on Chris Sale. 
He addressed the media today, did Sal, for the Red Sox. He will be on a throwing program in four to six weeks. He never really thought there's any reason to be super pessimistic when it came to Tommy John surgery. There is no UCL damage. He'll be ready for 2020. And basically, as for the diagnosis, Dr. uh, Dr. Andrews could have done this blindfolded because it was so clear. There are no major issues next year with Chris Sale. This year has been a, quote, nightmare for him. This is a totally new injury, which I think is good to hear. I know we were questioning all season long about Chris Sale and the possibility of getting injured. He, don't, he doesn't know exactly what might have caused this. And listen, he was ready to pitch through it. Remember, he had this issue pop up last Wednesday. And he was ready to pitch right through it. The training staff was like, no. This is way more serious than you're letting on. Don't do this. You're only going to hurt yourself. Smart for Chris Sale. He didn't do it. And now he is done for the season. The Amari Cooper plantar fasciitis is in his left foot. He has dealt with this before in, uh, in his time at Alabama. And I believe in his rookie season with the Oakland Raiders. So he thinks he'll be able to manage it. You have Dr. David Chow has been on record saying he doesn't think this will cost Amari Cooper games. Keep an eye on though. Plantar fasciitis kind of stays with you for the long run. Something that could creep up on him. I don't think this is anything ultimately serious for now. But something that if you own Amari Cooper in fantasy football, you want to keep an eye on it. You want to just keep an eye on it. Last trending topic that we want to get to after Antonio Brown here. Um... Go past the politics stuff. The last trending topic that I do want to mention is once again this Baker Mayfield nonsense because it just doesn't matter. It just does not matter with Daniel Jones. Finally, Lamar Jackson just juked the crap out of LJ Fort so bad that it wound up sending Fort to the ground. Loud O in Raven Stadium for both sidelines. It was possible that he was so turned out of his shoes that he tore his ACL. That is the comment that is coming right now from Ravens camp. Lamar Jackson, you know what he can do with his legs. The ultimate question becomes, what can he do with that shoulder? And is it enough for fantasy football players? Is it enough for the Baltimore Ravens to get back to the playoffs? Remember, the Ravens fans wanted to pull Lamar Jackson in that playoff game. They didn't. This entire offense runs around Lamar Jackson now. We'll see if he can get them back to the playoffs. Going inside our YouTube chat now, and a couple of questions from you. on Johnson going in the second round again. He's climbing, folks. He's climbing. That's not a surprise. As David Johnson falls to the end of the first round, on Johnson climbing all the way to the middle of the second round. It's true. It's happening all the time. We know that Matt Patricia likes him, but not enough to play him on third downs. Third downs almost exclusively. I've been C.J. Anderson territory and my guy, Ty Johnson, from the University of Maryland. We take a break here. When we come back, your MLB best bets forever. I promise I'll remember them. Why? Because I was 1-0 last night. Only best bet was the Washington Nationals. They crushed it. Let's crush it again. Night two, BFF's Action Hour. We roll on after this. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Just the two of us, indeed, you and me, together in this on the BFFs. Greg Sussman, alongside you guys here for the last uh, 14 minutes of the program. Danny Otto alongside, too. Danny, what's happening? Not too much. How's it going, Greg? It's going good. How's everything down there? Uh, it's quieter than normal, because there's less people here than normal. But that's quite a good thing for once. <laughs> I don't know if anything's going wrong, but we're being quiet about it if, if things are going wrong. No, it doesn't sound like things are going wrong. I would have, like the first half of the show, a lot of emails, a lot of texts. <laughs> Nonstop. My phone is dead or again. It's never not dead. I, remember when Nando used to always charge his phone? Like, why doesn't this dude just bring a charger? Yeah. Now I feel like what people think about me. Oh, no, that's exactly what I think about you. <laughs> why don't I just have a charger on me at all times? You're right. Yeah, you need a portable charger. We should get FNTSY portable chargers. I think like, I have one in my bag. I just got to, like, plug it in. <laughs> you have to charge your charger. Uh, yes. Precisely. Oh, man. Oh, man. What do we got? Pop it off airs tonight, yeah? It does. What do we got? What's on top for tonight's show? Um, we have a, a very interesting guest tonight. Okay. Uh, have you heard of Larry Mazza? I heard of Larry David. No, it's not. Completely different people. Okay. Uh, he was actually involved with uh, the mob in New York City for 20 years. Wow. Went to prison for 10 okay. um, and worked with the FBI. So what's he going on the show to talk about? Uh, well, he wrote a book about everything, and uh, uh, Scorsese uh, might be opting it for a movie. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So will, Le- will Leo play him? I don't know. I don't know who would be. Po- We're going to actually ask him who would he want, uh, like who would his dream cast be. If it's, Scorsese, if it's a Scorsese film, you got to imagine it'll be Leo. Well, he's got to be in it. I don't know if he's yeah. going to play him. That's true. Well, let me know. Uh, I guess I can watch if I know how it goes. Yeah. Right. He seems – he's really interesting. I, I watched like a, an hour talk that he did, almost like a TED Talk type of thing, and it was – I was just like completely fascinated with the entire story. So Now here he is, live in Studio 34 tonight. I know. Pretty cool. Yeah. Popping off tonight, Danny Otto. Good luck tonight, man. Thanks, man. You got it, buddy. All right, tonight, best bets forever. Let's get into it. As Craig Mish said on his program yesterday, the only reason you're watching this game is because you are a degenerate. Kansas City Royals, Baltimore Orioles, Dylan Bundy versus Brad. We'll do it for Frankie. Keller! Plus 106 is Brad Keller and the Royals. Orioles, believe it or not, favorites in this game. The Orioles are favorites in this game at minus 122. Royals are a better team, man, at plus 106. And I, I'd i like to take the Royals at plus money. I'm not going to do that because I'm not a degenerate. But I like the Royals and Brad Keller tonight. Admittedly, I do. I like the Royals and I like Brad Keller. Sue me. All right, Nationals. It's Strasburg and the Nats going against Chris Archer and the Pirates. Uh, Pirates are a plus 142 dog. The Nationals are minus 164. Game total since the eight and a half. Chris Archer 
has pitched better as of late. I know he's been picked up and dropped a lot in fantasy leagues here, but if you look at what he's done over his last few starts, it's been mostly good uh, from Chris Archer, really since the All-Star break. He had 10 strikeouts in his last outing against the Angels, only went five innings, though. Um, but since the All-Star break, he's only allowed more than three runs twice that came July 23rd and 28th. Everything else has been really good. In the month of August, he's been, August, he's been fantastic. Six innings, one run ball. Six innings, two run ball. Uh, five innings, three run ball. But 10 strikeouts, of course, because the Pirates' bullpen is brutal. Because the Pirates, in general, are brutal. Every start since the All-Star break, he's lost. Every single one of them. The Pirates have lost seven consecutive games with Chris Archer on the mound, despite him pitching well. Obviously, the Nationals are a better team. Steven Strasburg's better. That's why you get him at minus 164. I wish this game total was a little bit higher than 8.5. I would have went under. I would have made it a best bet if, it's eight and a, if it was at 9.5. I still do like the under, but I don't think you can make it one of your best bets of the evening. Next up, 7-10 uh, is first pitch. The New York Mets are at home. It's Steven Matz taking on Shane Bieber and the Cleveland Indians. Biebs and Cleveland, a heavy minus 154. Favorite Mats and the Mets are at plus 132. Once again, the game total here sits at 8.5. Really like the over for this one, folks. Really like the over. We could come back for it. Um, Mats, he is as inconsistent as they come. We've seen Shane Bieber be really, really good, but as I look at his game log uh, as of recently, I know his last start was spectacular. After that... It was not as spectacular, I don't think. Let me look, pull up the game log for Bieber. As I look at his last 10 games, yeah, I am dead wrong. Because his last five outings, he has allowed no more than two runs in any single game, including the complete game against the Angels a couple games back. Even against Boston, six innings and two runs, Bieber has really come into his own on the season. 200 strikeouts already, 12-5 and five with a 3.27 ERA, just 24 years old as Shane Bieber. For those that uh, counted on him as a sleeper this year, he has, he's produced. And as much as I want to go over 8.5, I'm being talked out of it by what I've seen Shane Bieber do here. All right, Phillies and Red Sox. As I mentioned, Chris Sale is done for the year. Brian Johnson gets the start for Boston tonight. For the Phillies, it will be Aaron Nola. And this is interesting. Both of these teams are at minus 108. It's Nola and Johnson. What am I missing here? I don't know. So that's why I'm going to take the Phillies as one of my best bets. Phillies and Nola, minus 108 tonight. The game total is 11. The Red Sox expected to score a lot of runs tonight. That's why that total is 11, despite our Nola being on the mound. But give me the Phillies, man. Minus 108 is a pick'em game. The Phillies, our first best bet forever. Padres and Reds is Cal Quantrill versus Sonny Gray, minus 160. Or the Reds tonight uh, with Gray on the mound. Quantrill at plus 138. Game total here sits at 8.5. I know Fernando Tatis Jr. done for the year, but this, again, it seems like a low game total uh, in this one. I know how good Sonny Gray has been, but at 8.5, I don't think I'm going to make this move. Although the over is calling my name. You like the Reds, you like the game total, not going to touch it, not one of my best bets forever, but I do like the game total to go over. For the Mariners, it's Matt Whistler once again as the opener, plus 174 against Diego Castillo, also an opener uh, for the Rays, who are a heavy minus 200 favorite. Despite openers for both teams, you have 8.5 being the win total, the game total tonight. 
Uh, the favorite in there is the oh, over 8.5, which to me is a no-brainer. But again, I'm not touching Rays and Mariners at this spot. In the NL East, Dallas Keuchel's on the mound for the Braves. Alicia Hernandez uh, for the Miami Marlins. Minus 260 is the Bravos. Plus 220 is the Miami Marlins. 9.5 is the game total in this one. I look at here. Nothing really to do because you're not going to touch the total. Obviously, Braves are way too heavy of a favorite to get involved. Nothing to mess with here. Brewers and Cardinals, you saw this one on Monday Night Baseball on ESPN. Dakota Hudson uh, went deep into this one. Now, it's Michael Waka going for the Cardinals. Gio Gonzalez going for the Brewers. Minus 108 for both of them. Game total sits here at 10. That number also appealing to go over, but it's double digits. I wish it was at 9.5. Not going to touch it again. But, man, we're getting closer. The Angels and the Rangers, their first pitch is scheduled for... Um, 8.05 p.m. Eastern Time. Jaime Berea going against Brian Burke. Plus 114 of the Rangers, minus 130 for the Angels. This game, a second game of a doubleheader with the game total sitting at 12. Right now, if you're looking at a uh, live looking at what this, these teams are doing, the Angels are up 5 nothing in the top of the sixth inning. You know, Elvis Andres did not play in the first game uh, for the Rangers, but the Angels are off to a five to nothing lead uh, here at in the top of the sixth inning. The Angels have scored their runs in this one thanks to a Luis, Luis Rengifo homer. Brian Goodwin coming around to score. Mike Trout also homer in the first inning. David Fletcher scoring. Um, the Angels, as we said, up five nothing for Trout uh, on the year. It was his forty. This is, this is ridiculous. Why is nobody talking about this? The 42nd home run of the season for Mike Trout, whose average now sits at a ridiculous 299. You know the steals. You know that he's the best player in baseball. 42 home runs for Mike Trout on the year. I know I shouldn't be surprised because he's the best player in baseball. And he's always the best player in baseball. But holy crap. Mike Trout, otherworldly. Again, let's continue on with our picks for tonight over the FanDuel Sportsbook, which I will be heading to directly following uh, this program, checking out what Gabe's doing at our new studio there. Up and running, I'll also be watching Game Time Decisions at 5 p.m. Eastern. Tyler Beatty going for the Giants. Cole Hamels for the Cubs. Cubbies are heavy favorite. They sit at minus 210. Game total sits at 10.5. Not touching this one either. Beattie went through a stretch earlier this summer where he was pitching pretty well. That stretch has ended. Cubs are back doing very, very well. Give me the Cubs in this one, not touching it too big of a spread. Reynaldo Lopez goes for the White Sox. Michael Pineda goes for the Twinkies. The Twins are a monstrous favorite, minus 210, while Reynaldo Lopez and the White Sox are at plus 182. 9.5 is the game total there. Not touching it, just for the record, I'm going to move on. Uh, Tigers and Astros... Have Aaron Sanchez going for the Astros, who are a minus 270 favorite. Spencer Turnbull and the Tigers are plus 230. Best bet forever coming. Game total is at nine. I know Carlos Correa is out for a significant period of time, but nine runs? I know the Tigers stink. But Aaron Sanchez, up until like two weeks ago, stunk. And you're putting a game total at nine. Best bet forever alert. This game is going Way over the nine with the Bull and Aaron Sanchez. That's just way too low of a number. Give me the over nine. Our best bets forever right now. The Philadelphia Phillies. And over 
in the Astros and the Tigers. Arizona Diamondbacks have Young and Kyle Freeland going as it's the Rockies and the D-backs. Uh, Arizona is minus 154. The Rockies plus 134. Their game total sits at 9.5. Not... I was going to say not doing anything here, but man, give me the over in this one, too. Three best bets forever tonight. Over nine and a half in this one in Arizona. Ball flying out of there. Kyle Freeland's going to allow nine runs himself. This is a no-brainer going over this one as well. Give it to me. Two more games to get to. Yankees and Athletics. Domingo Herman going against Homer Bailey. Bailey and the Athletics, a small dog at plus 118. Herman and the Yanks, minus 136. Good game. I look forward to watching some of it until I fall asleep. It's out in the West Coast tonight. Yankees' last West Coast swing uh, of the season. Give me nothing in this game. Final game of the evening is Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers, the biggest favorite on the night. They are hosting the Toronto Blue Jays. They are plus 270. Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers, minus 320. Game total sits at 8.5. Nothing I'm going to mess with here. A lot of question marks in our YouTube chat. And... A lot of it's coming to, well, Ezekiel Elliott. And I drafted him in the auction. And I drafted, I have no problem drafting him in any draft. You saw in the CBS league that Eric Young is in. Ezekiel Elliott, number one overall. How about that? The Cowboys reaching extension with Jalen Smith. The Cowboys certainly moving on to Ezekiel Elliott next. A lot to love when it comes to to the Dallas Cowboys because Jerry Jones is going to pay. Jerry Jones is going to pay up, whether it's Amari Cooper, whether it's Dak Prescott, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott. But Jalen Smith, the former uh, Notre Dame player who dropped in the draft because of a bad injury, finally gets paid. A success story for him. Nothing to worry about with Ezekiel Elliott. I'm telling you, that extension is next. That's going to do it for us. Once again, our uh, best bets forever. It's Philadelphia Phillies. It's over with Colorado and Arizona and over with Detroit Tigers and Houston Astros. I want to thank uh, Eric Young. I want to thank Danny Otto. I want to thank Alex uh, and everybody downstairs for all of their help. Sean Guastamake at the window is next. Have a wonderful evening. We'll do it all again tomorrow for just one hour. We hope. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. What did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. Oh, it's Monday. I, I forgot. Uh, I, I work really gets in the way. Yeah, that work gets in the way for all of us, man. How are you? How was your weekend? What's going on? <laughs> it's great, man. I mean, we're creeping closer and closer to, to fantasy season, football season. I mean, this is truly the best time of year. As soon as my draft prep and all my drafts are done here, I start prepping for hockey. So I right back in, right back into the boiling pot. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm super pumped. I, I was telling you yesterday, I'm doing uh, the telethon with the guys awesome. from CBS. I'm going down to Fort Lauderdale to be part of that, raise money for St. Jude, talk fantasy, hang out with a bunch of icons of uh, fantasy sports and fantasy football. And it's going to be super cool, man. I can't wait. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a great, great cause for St. Jude. That's on Thursday, the telethon, right? 
Yeah, Thursday. Uh, I think it's noon to six. Beautiful. Yeah, noon to six. Very, very awesome. CBS will have you covered there. EY will be a part of it representing the BFF. So it's really, uh, really great stuff. I had two drafts over the weekend, EY. I think including one with Frank when he was in Poland and I drafted myself. So I feel oh, very good about it. Good. How does Frank feel? Uh, you know, so Frank has no Wi-Fi. So he's basically, I made a draft board for him that he could... Um, that he was able to access with or without Wi-Fi once soon as he like opened the email up for the first time. Yep. So now he has, of course, questions. But like at the time, he was really happy. He was a little drunk when he saw it initially, but yeah. um, he was happy. Yeah, it was so good. you know, whatever. I haven't talked to you in a while, so I want to get your thoughts on a lot of different things just to throw it off somebody. But let me start with Josh Gordon, extremely talented player. He's back. This news broke um, late Friday night. And I talked about how we actually drafted him in the draft, but I haven't exactly talked uh, to you about it, what you think of him, where you have him in your rankings. What do you think of Josh Gordon going forward? Yeah, I think he is a super talented player, but the reality is he hasn't been playing football. Yeah. You mean, like, I mean, like you can't expect this guy to, to walk in. And I mean, and lifting weights and working out by yourself, it's not the same thing. I, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, everyone's going to expect. And I mean, I think he, he'll be fine up draft boards. I mean, he'll probably be going in what? I don't, I haven't done a draft since he okay. uh, was reinstated. But I mean, where is he going? Is he going in between the fourth and sixth round, probably? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think it, it might even raise because people are excited because of what he did. But I mean, if you look, you know, I was kind of looking into it a little bit this week or uh, yesterday when I was at the building. And the truth is, is like, I mean, even when he did play last time, he wasn't great. And I don't think he was worth a, a, a you know, a fourth round draft pick at this point. He's two years older. He hasn't been practicing. He hasn't been playing. He, I mean, he's shown chemistry with Brady, but they haven't been practicing. And, and if anybody is a rhythm passer in the NFL, it's Tom Brady. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. 